When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Spios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. As questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Three! Red, red, red! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 Dragon Smoke. It's Hot Rods on Purple Daily. 5887! Just in time. It is a beautiful time oh, oh, oh. of day. Oh, oh. Four hot routes. Love yes, it me is. Some hot and routes. Our participants today here on Purple Daily, Rami Maklov and Lindsey Brown is in for Jonathan Harrison. So, Lindsey, your first version of hot routes. Are you ready? I'm super ready right oh, now. Right. Have you been Beautiful. studying your route tree? I have. I have all of the routes, all of the trees, all of the leaves. Good. All right. Okay. So I'm going to start right from the top here. I made it. I actually I made a route adjustment <gasps> in our emails. So oh I goodness. sent I sent you out. The hot routes for you guys to prepare. I knew this. See, today then, I studied my playbook. Yeah, and then I made an adjustment. All right, so here's the adjustment. Michael Robinson, who was on NFL Network, had a very hot take. He said that he believes the Buffalo Bills will win the AFC East. <laughs> here's what I want to do. I want to go around the room and come up with the most ridiculous hot takes we can that also have some percentage chance to come true because the Buffalo Bills could, if Josh Allen is great and they loaded up their roster with free agents and Tom Brady might get lost at sea, mm-hmm. they could potentially mm-hmm. sure. win the division. So start with you, Rami. Ridiculous hot take that could come true. The Detroit Lions win the NFC North. It's possible. It's, I think there is a... a Give, okay, give a small but realistic possibility that that happens. Here's what you have to do. Another route adjustment mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage. Right. You have to not only give your take, but give the percentage chance you think it happens. Eight, 8% eight chance percent. that the Lions win the NFC North. Because I am under the... Well, first of all, let's just start with the Lions, right? That's almost enough said right there. Uh-huh. Like I yep, could just good. hand it off to Lindsay and move on, and you would say, <laughs> great answer, Rami, because the Lions... But let's go beyond that. I am under the impression that Matt Patricia is a bumbling fool. Uh-huh. Like, yep. A guy who is not always presentable himself in terms of his physical appearance, and yet for some reason feels like he can lecture people about their posture mm-hmm. and then show mm-hmm. up late to his own meetings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't think that's any way to run a football organization, so I don't think it will work. But it's possible he's crazy like a fox. 
And that is entirely possible. He falls off the Belichick tree. Belichick, early in his career, was criticized for some of some similar things. His yep, attitude yep. with the media, his personal appearance. And he turned out to be a pretty good head coach. And a lot of people, a lot smarter than me, liked what the Lions did this offseason, both in free agency yeah, and in I the did. draft. So they improved their roster. And maybe, just maybe, Matt Patricia is not the idiot he comes off as to the rest of us. 8% chance Lions win the NFC North. All right, Lindsay, your first. That was actually one of my takes, but I think I have one here. And mine is it's all Eli, about adjustments. Eli Manning wins the MVP. Oh, man. Wow. Hey, more or less preposterous than the Bills winning the AFC East? Uh, less, uh, more preposterous, mm, more. I think, yes. What a percentage chance are you giving it? I'd say a quarter of a percent. <laughs> <laughs> That's my the rounding up, of course. How does this happen? Play out the scenario for us. Yeah, tell us how, how this Eli works. Manning wins well, the MVP. He clearly follows the Tom Brady just off-season program. Somehow he's reinvigorated. TB12. Yep. Pat Shermer dials up all of his greatness on the offensive side and just, I don't know, people are diving out of the way as Eli is attempting to throw <laughs> interceptions that were meant to be passes, but somehow, some way, the fairy godmother blesses him with an MVP season. Okay, very low percent of him being an MVP, but I will say that the Giants had a better passing game last year than the Minnesota Vikings. Pat Shermer is a wizard, and even though they gave away Odell Beckham, they did bring in Golden Tate, and he can throw a lot of short passes to Saquon Barkley. Last year, Saquon Barkley had 91 receptions. I would guess he does that again. So MVP, a little on the aggressive side, but is it crazy that Eli Manning could have one of those random old guy good seasons? No, not completely crazy. All right, mine. Next. Mm -hmm. John Joseph Gruden. Anybody know his middle name? I did not know that was his middle name. No, is that I, his? Oh, no, did you just do that in no there? No idea. Okay. Let's take a look. What is John Gruden's middle name? Survey it's says John Football. Oh, John David Gruden Makes wins sense. Coach of the Year for the twelve and four Oakland Raiders. Twelve and four. Wow. I would give John Gruden Coach of the Year for ten and six. Okay. Either way. Okay. That's, it's really the Coach of the Year, not so much the record. John Gruden wins coach of the year. And my percentage is 5% chance that that happens. Hmm. Okay. And here's my justification. All right. He brings in all these guys that it looks like the replacements team of people who have been in jail literally with uh, Richie Incognito and people who should be in jail, Vontez Perfect, mm -hmm. and Instagram heroes and Antonio Brown. But it's football, and when the lights go on, everybody just does their job, and they have a decent roster with some budding players. John Gruden has secretly been becoming a very modern coach behind the scenes. They have a good year. Maybe the Chiefs fall off a little. The Chargers, if Phillip Rivers starts to slide, and I don't believe in the Broncos, they get some wins. John Gruden, coach of the year. Personnel-wise, I don't think John Gruden has been as bad as I think a lot of people do. I agree. I, I think see that the, the logic in some of his moves. I think that the um, Khalil Mack trade is totally justifiable. Agreed. With where they were. Agreed. Why give a guy a quarterback contract to be a defensive end when your team isn't that close to winning? Exactly. They oh. didn't need Khalil Mack the way that the Bears needed Khalil Mack at that time. Okay, we'll, we'll move on here because we took uh, a good amount of time with our preposterous hot takes. But if mm -hmm. any of those come true, we're geniuses. Yes. All right. Next hot route. Now, it was actually requested to me on Twitter that I scream out more hot routes. Okay. So, Orange Zebra 33. There you go. Got it. Next hot route. 
After a horrendous 2018, Jimmy Graham said he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. He probably won't, but tell me an NFL player, and maybe Lindsey just did this, tell me an NFL player who will prove a lot of people wrong this year. Oh, can Lindsay go first on this one? Because I had a really good answer, and I am drawing a blank right now. I saw the email, and I thought of a really good answer. I have a good answer, and that would be... Only you had something to write it down with. I know. Todd Gurley is my pick for this particular hot route, just because there's a lot of people talking that he's going to have a down year. He's obviously had injury issues, and that plagued him throughout all of last season. And I just think he's still young enough. He's that dynamic. And I just, I love watching the guy run. So I think that he's going to be the one that turns it around and just has a, a great season. I like it. Lindsay, good pick. Thank what you. is yours, Ryan? I thought of it. You saw the light bulb go on for yes, me. Yes, I did. Um, can they be coaches? I'll allow it. Adam Gase. Cra- crazy eyes? Crazy eyes, you Adam think Gase. Crazy eyes, Gase going to prove a lot of people wrong? I thought Adam Gase would be a good head coach when he went to Miami. I, for those who don't know, Am grew up a Bears fan, and when they hired John Fox and brought Adam Gase on as offensive coordinator, I said they hired the wrong guy. The offensive coordinator should be the head coach. Mm. Somebody's going to recognize that very quickly, and he won't be our offensive coordinator very long. And that played out, and he went to Miami. And I thought he was making strides in Miami. I thought that team improved, and it was a roster that needed overhauling when he got there. And they didn't quite give him enough time. I think he's a good head coach. I know the crazy eyes and all that. I know the drama that they had but in firing the GM and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a good head coach. And you give a guy like that, a young quarterback like Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell at running back, I think the Jets could could surprise some people. I don't agree with it. Okay. But I'll buy it. All right. As a hot route. I've got two choices here. Both quarterbacks. I'm trying to decide which one I want to go with. I'm going to go, I think, with Dak Prescott. Ooh. He's going to get his contract, so maybe if you get paid, you aren't proving the haters wrong. Right. But there is this big debate, as he's in the news with the potential contract, of whether Dak Prescott is actually good or not. And as a pure passer of the football, I think he's okay. Uh, he has his hot and cold. But with Amari Cooper last year, he was fantastic down the stretch. And he can add that running element. He just wins a lot of football games. You could say, oh, it's because he's got a good offensive line. It's because he's got Ezekiel Elliott. It's because their defense was good. But tell me a quarterback who isn't better when they have other right. players who are good around yeah. them. And when he finally got a receiver who could get open in Amari Cooper, he made plays and they won a lot of games. And when you look at his short career, the guy has them in the playoffs. And when things fell apart, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. So, I mean, he was, or was it even 9-7? and seven. So he's even winning games when things went awry. I think Dak Prescott... Proves some of the haters. I wouldn't be that surprised this year. if Dak Prescott had a good year. I don't think he's elite, like franchise level quarterback, but I think he's a, he can be a pretty good quarterback. I think at least for now, I would take him as my franchise quarterback. He would be one guy that I would pay, but I would want him on a Cousins deal where it's shorter. Because if the running element eventually goes away, then I think that Dak Prescott is not as valuable. Next hot route, Greed Draft. 48. Giraffe? I didn't see giraffe, giraffe in the playbook. It's there. It you is? You need to study. You skip that chapter. Right? Bruce Arians was asked about the Bucks cutting Gerald McCoy. He's a good player, right? He is. He said, quote, he just didn't fit. Give me a job in your lifetime, Rami and Lindsay, where you clearly were not a fit. Oh, God. Okay, I feel like I I did my best to, to make myself a fit. And faked it really well. 
my first hosting job ever mm. in sports talk radio. Um, I was a part-time producer at the time. And uh, one of my mentors at the radio station that I, I was working at in Milwaukee, he was like second in command at the radio station, right? So he calls me. I'm home on like an afternoon because I was just part-time. They just called me in when they needed somebody to cover a couple of hours. And he goes, hey, we're starting a high school football show. Oh, boy. And I pushed hard for you to be one of the co-hosts. You're going to be the lead along with our high school insider who's never really done radio. (laughs) 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 Um, not, Not only... Do I not really care about high school football? Uh-huh. I had just moved to the state like five years previous, so I didn't even have like any breadth of knowledge whatsoever about high school football in the state of Wisconsin, but I wasn't about to turn down my first hosting job, so I said, awesome, can't wait, when do we start? And then uh, hung up the phone, quickly realized what I had just agreed to. Uh, <laughs> my heart sunk into uh, the very depths of my soul, and then I immediately went to my laptop and started cramming as much information as I possibly could about Wisconsin high school football into my brain. Well, somebody told me early on in my career, just take everything. Exactly. Any gig. Say right. yes now and figure it out later. Lindsay, job you were not a fit for. Well, I didn't really get the job as much as it was a trial run that was not picked up after the, you know, the trial period had ended. And that was in a waitressing job. I got... <laughs> Too frazzled. I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at socializing. I'm not good at memorizing people's orders or well, they, figuring they out didn't math. let you write it down. Well, I I I was did. Was this one of those fancy French restaurants where you're not supposed to write it no, down? No, yeah, I'd be like, recite it from memory. <laughs> I am always amazed by those people. As much as They're I am incredible. athletes, They're like incredible. when somebody does yeah. something great athletically, I'm like, yeah, I'll have this and this, and they come back with, I'm like, dude. <laughs> You are freaking money. Unbelievable. I forgot it after I told you. I didn't even know what I ordered. Even still, when I would take the order and I would write it down, there's still everybody has their little specifications. And you're just like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you don't want to be repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. So I'd be like, yeah, I got it all. And then you would forget. And then it just never worked out. Not a fit as a waitress. Definitely Hmm. not. All right. Mine is also not in radio because I was a perfect fit as an indoor football play-by-play guy. Mm -hmm. That was probably the weirdest one for me um but uh i did road construction for a summer and i can tell you that road construction was not a fit for me uh i did get in a yelling match with the foreman at one point and what here's okay so here's my issue Over what well it was a couple things but here's my biggest issue so a lot of times this was in a rural area so we would be paving a road and one of my jobs was just to have a flag in my hand and direct cars okay, to where they were supposed that. to go. When you said construction, yeah. I was like, no way. I can see yeah. you being no, flag I, I didn't guy. have like the thing that goes like... You were like digging holes. No, no, no. I was doing some maintenance of certain areas with... So there was some grit involved with it. But there was a lot... used a wrench. There were a lot of days where I just had a flag and my job was just to direct traffic in a certain direction. However, not a ton of traffic. So what I contested was, why can't I sit in the back of the truck? Just the radio on, sit in the back of the truck, and if I see a car from a half a mile away, I'll just jump up and wave my flag, tell them to go the other direction. But the foreman or the head foreman, whoever it was, did not want people sitting on the truck. He wanted you to stand there for all eight hours. 
Like, why? What is the purpose? So, yeah, I got into it a number with a number of different people over a number of different petty, stupid things. I would have loved it. not a fit for road construction. I would have loved if the shouting match was over something. Like, you were taking issue with something that they were doing engineering-wise. <laughs> <laughs> Like you thought you knew how it could be done better. That is not how you <laughs> dig a ditch. Yeah, we we dug a lot of ditches. Like the pitch on this road is all wrong. <laughs> Cars are going to be flying off the shoulders. Uh, no, it was not that intricate of all a right, job. Good. Um, not all a right. fit for that. All right, next hot route. Can I give you a non-football one real quick? Sure. As far as jobs we were not a fit for, yes. and I knew I was not a fit for it, I got a job in the warehouse at UPS mm. strictly to make enough money to to buy fish tickets for a summer so I could oh go and follow God. fish for the summer. I knew that was wow. my plan all along, and I told the manager that when I quit. That was your plan. He was like, why just, are you quitting? Yeah. I was like, the only reason I was ever here was to buy fish tickets, and I've made enough money to do it. Good day, sir. <laughs> you, have taught, you have taught this man how to fish. So I worked in a grocery for, store for a long time, and I was a fine fit for that in college. But I always dreamed of having some different like um, amount of time in between jobs so I could go get another job at a grocery store. And as soon as someone said working hard or hardly working, I could completely lose my mind and quit. Like, let's say, what I don't know, I take on a different role here at the station and I've got three months where I don't have to work. I'm going to go get a job at a grocery store, Wait, stand around and do nothing. Wait till someone says, you're working hard or hardly working over there, buddy. And then be like, you Son of a... And then just quit. I like it. Yeah. All right, next hot route. Red 83! Um, I know that. Browns coach Freddie Kitchens and uh, Odell Beckham already, I'm not going to say at odds, but a little tension there. As Odell Beckham has skipped OTAs and Freddie Kitchens said he's missed a lot by skipping OTAs. Is it more likely that Odell Beckham catches over 100 passes or gets suspended for one game for his personal conduct? Hmm. I don't know how loose they're going to be with the conduct in Cleveland. I feel like they might let those guys be like the bad boys of the league. Like when Baker Mayfield is your quarterback. Like I think that's that's sort of not that he's a bad guy. I just mean like I think they'll let these personalities be personalities on that football team. So I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to rub anybody the wrong way. He puts in the work. It's not like he doesn't show up to practice. Lots of guys are missing OTAs. Stephon Diggs missed OTAs couple days. Lindsay? Yeah, I agree. I think like you said, Rami, he, Baker is a competitor and I think that's going to bode well especially for Odell because he hasn't really had anybody to play with for a while. So I think he's going to actually have a pretty good year because he's obviously probably going to be the favorite target. Hopefully they let his personality shine a little bit and as that production follows, I think that he'll fall in line and kind of self-police a little bit as well. I think I would want to answer both on this, that he catches over 100 passes and gets suspended for one game. Freddie Kitchens definitely comes across like the cool uncle head coach, but at the same time, he's going to have to say to these players who have these great personalities and we like that and everything else, but he's going to have to be under control, right, of everybody and everything that's going on. He can't let these players just run all over him because then you're talking about the... uh, tail wagging the dog and head coaches don't really like that i think at some point odell beckham does something to really push freddie kitchen's buttons i don't know if that results in a suspension necessarily but i think it will be a storyline did he get suspended for beating up the kicker's net i don't think he did i think i fined for it all right so suspended would probably take something that was pretty aggressive but i mean pulled from a game even 
All right, next hot route, final one for you guys. Fox Sports 1, Snoop Dogg was on, and he was talking about his favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He said that their chemistry is going to be a lot better. Now, I would love to watch a football game with Snoop Dogg. That man loves his Steelers and loves football, and he's Snoop Dogg. Give me a musical artist who you would love to watch Hmm. a football game with, friends. Hmm. Lindsay, you have one? I, I read this I earlier and I couldn't come up with one. I, I have one that would be just out of interest, just to see what he would say, and that would be Kanye West, because I feel like we could get super philosophical about, I don't know very, what. Very deep about hot very routes deep. and play actions. And right. Such. But if I'm going for a more traditional, actual football fan that's a well-known one, it's Nick Lachey. Are what? You, are you familiar with Nick Lachey? Nick Lachey. Is he still oh, a celebrity guy? Newlyweds fam. He used to be married to Jessica Simpson. He's They're married. not married anymore? No. What Was he um, in a boy band? Yes, he was. Which one? It has to do with the temperature. 98 degrees. Woohoo! You know, He's a Bengals that, fan. Hardcore. Let's just say this, though. That, like, 98 degrees was the whipping boy of that. I mean, they were, like, the knockoff version of NSYNC and Backstreet like Boys. Like, if right? Backstreet Boys were a, a division in football in the yeah. NFC North, they would be the Lions. Yeah. Right? They would be the Lions of the division. 98 degrees. Boy. Yeah. 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 For sure. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That's a, that's, I think Did you come up with someone? Person. It can be fish. <laughs> Goldfish? <laughs> Um, I don't have one. I don't have one yet. Nobody you want to watch football with. Not particularly. Oh, you know who would be fun? Um, Hannibal Burris, the comedian Hannibal Burris. He just, he just. Definitely not a musician, but okay. Oh, you said musician. I thought you said entertainer. Musician? You go and I'll think of one. Go ahead. Well, if we're going rapper, I'm going DMX. Oh my God. That would be quite an experience. (laughs) That would be offensive. (laughs) (sighs) How about DJ Khaled? So just every time there's a touchdown scored, he'd go another, another one. one. Yes, right. he would yeah. be he'd be very chill. But <laughs> DMX would be the exact opposite. You're like, dude, I have never seen someone into kickoffs as much as you, dude, or like punts. <laughs> Tracy Morgan would be fun. All right, that is hot routes. Another episode. Uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back, and Roger Goodell has weighed in on the length of the preseason. I want your take on that, Rami. We will return. This is Purple Daily here on Score North. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business? Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Go North has launched a new podcast series, Minnesota Sports Rewind, where you can go back and do deep dives into some of the most prominent moments in Minnesota sports history. Right now, you can find episodes on the Twins-Tigers game 163 and the Twins-A's from the 2002 playoffs. It's Minnesota Sports Rewind on scorenorth.com, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find your podcasts. Take a quick look at traffic. Looks like there's a crash on eastbound 94 and westbound 94. So that has to be fun going between the greater two cities. Also, it looks like there's a crash on US 52 southbound as well as some stoppages on, no way, Jose, I-35W North. So drive safe. Thank you, Lindsay. This beat is really like epic hip-hop-y style. Like I like my- it. Palms are sweaty. Is this, new, is this new in the rotation? I Arms like it a lot. Are heavy. 
I got vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. I'm nervous, but on the surface, I'm calm and ready to drop bombs. But I keep on forgetting what I wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud. Where did the music go? Is is that? Did you just make that up on the on the spot? No, that's from. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, anyway. So, <laughs> any other time you just want to drop that? That was really good. Shred a freestyle. I didn't know you had uh, had bars like I can, that. I can do it. I, I, can, no I can rap, yeah. I did not know. Um, Roger Goodell rapping with the media today at a golf tournament. Can I just leave now? No. Right. Nope. You are in for the hour. You're stuck here. He was talking to the media today about a number of different subjects, and one of the things that got brought up is the length of the preseason. And Roger Goodell, the commish, said he thinks that four preseason games are not necessary. There just seems to be a lot of buzz for going to an 18-game season. Rami... I'm just, I'm not really for an 18 game season. Neither am I. I'm not really for anything changing with the football schedule. There are very few things in sports that I think are exactly right. And the football schedule is one of those things. Um, I mean, I don't need four preseason games, but I understand if the teams do for their evaluation purposes, just don't expect me to be tuned in for all four quarters of all four preseason games. Mm -hmm. But I understand there are guys battling for roster spots. And there's usually, I mean, in the given camp, somewhere between. Five and and eight spots that could be won or lost, and guys could be employed or or unemployed come the start of the regular season. So, if they need the four weeks for that evaluation, fine. But no, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think it's fair to ask these guys who are already sacrificing life and limb and and putting their 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 well their well being on on the line Sunday after Sunday, sometimes Thursdays and Mondays too, to play two more regular season games. That's I, I feel like that's just asking too much. Now, if they chopped one of the preseason games off and made it a three-game preseason slate, then I would say, okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. That fourth preseason game is usually an unwatchable disaster, and anyone who paid money to see it should be offended by what they paid to see, unless they just wanted a tour of the stadium. I mean, there is nothing good going on football-wise in that fourth preseason game. Never in my life, of all the fourth preseason games I've watched, has there ever been one where I thought, yeah, that was a pretty good game. I know it's preseason, but I came out of there feeling great. Now, there have been guys, though, like you said, Rami, that won spots with that fourth preseason game. But even then... They practice so many times in training camp. Right. By the time you get to the end of that, they know exactly what's what and who's who. Because this is what I was trying to say about Kyle Sloter earlier this offseason. Well, he does have a chance to win the backup spot. Don't put too much into the fourth quarter of a fourth preseason game or something because he's out there practicing every day against an NFL defense. And that's what they're going to use to evaluate much more than those preseason games. If you chopped off two of them, I think I'd be totally fine with it. But the part of it is the teams make as their ticket packages all the games. That's your season ticket package. Right. So So you you, have to buy the preseason. Exactly. So that's then going to up the price per game for regular season games. But I think most season ticket holders, unless they make a lot of money off those selling them preseason games or love going to them, they probably wouldn't care that much because that's what they're really paying for is the regular season. Right. And uh, I don't see why people, well, you just pointed out why people do pay for the preseason, but if it's not part of a season ticket package or part of a multiple game package, I really don't understand how they're selling those preseason tickets. I mean, a large chunk of those are just people who 
want to go and see a pre like legitimately want to go and see a preseason game and are paying regular season prices to go. I think doesn't make sense. I think what it is is though a lot of people know that on the secondary market they can get it a lot cheaper. On the secondary market, let's just sure. say because yeah. I don't know what the exact prices are. I'm always doing my job that day, but um, let's just say that a decent ticket to a regular season game will cost you a hundred dollars for a preseason game for the comparable ticket. You're probably talking about fifteen. Right. I mean, no one's paying premium prices to see the third or fourth preseason game. So if let's say you want to bring the family, the kids to a game, a lot of teams do kids days type of things during the preseason. So you want to bring the family to a game. You can't spend a hundred bucks a ticket for five people. Then you're going to go with that option of the preseason game. But even if you still have two of those Maybe one's at home, one's away. It still gives people that chance to get in the stadium, see the team play, see a couple of reps for the starters. I think if teams are arguing that their starters need those preseason games for any reason, then it's just coaches over-coaching, over-evaluating. Right now, at this moment, I could make you out a 53-man roster for the Minnesota Vikings. I'd probably get within three or four. I mean, almost every year, that's where we're at, even before camp. Three, four, five players. Sometimes there's injuries. Sometimes you're surprised, but they know exactly what they want going into camp. Do you? So you really don't think need they this? even need the length of the preseason and training camp that they have now to make the calls that they make roster wise? No, I don't think so. I think they do need it for them to be prepared for mm-hmm. the starters to play. Mm-hmm. That they need that level of training camp and practice. Coaches bemoan the fact that they can't have padded practices two a day, right? Like they used to. That they have to have a walkthrough and then a practice. And the practice only go, what, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. So they have a limited amount of time where they can actually be out on the field working on these things. I think they need the length of the preseason uh, as far as training camp and all the, the lead up. I don't think they actually need this many times to open the stadium, put on the pads, run out there and everything else. That's probably unnecessary. And I agree with Roger Goodell. But if his secondary point, if you're reading between the lines, what he's really saying is that they should be regular season games. I I just can't get behind that. I can't get behind 18 games. Have you seen this proposal that I think has actually been brought up at at competition committees? I don't know how serious the NFL is is taking this, but should the league expand to an 18-game schedule, rosters would be expanded as well. And except for quarterbacks... No player would be asked to play more than six more than sixteen games. In other words, two of the eight two of the eighteen games they'll have to be made inactive before the start of that game. I think that's a ridiculous idea. You know what that sounds like to me is I play Stratomatic. Are you familiar at all with what like what Stratomatic Somewhat, is? Yes. It's, I mean, now it used to be a board game. Now it's a computer game. And what you get, you make you're in the league, you make up your team, you draft all these things. And then you can only use, or at least this is the way my league works, you can only use the at-bats that your guys actually had the year before. So if Juan Soto has 400 at-bats, I have 400 at-bats of Juan Soto. I can't use him for 600 because the game won't injure him or whatever. Right. It feels that way. It feels like he's just going to have all these sort of goofball, who, who's in, who's out, who are we deciding to rotate in. I, who wants that? Like, how do the Vikings decide which game do we not play Daniil Hunter? <laughs> right. Our best pass rusher. We're just going to go without. But what fan is okay right, with that? Exactly. You have Daniil Hunter, but you're not playing him today. I can't see Daniil Hunter play because of right. these preposterous rules. of Or Stephon to- Diggs or Adam Thielen. You have to sit them for two games. It's just ridiculous. I think asking guys to play this much is shortening careers 
for starters, I mean, think about how much more football you're going to have to play if you make the playoffs. You, you go to the wild card and then on and right. on and on. I think you're ending a lot more careers because even over five years, you've played basically another full season of NFL football at that point. Right. That's a lot to ask right there. And then if you're the players, you're going to say, okay, well, you got to pay us guaranteed contracts then, which the NFL does not really want to do. This seems like one of those things that we talk about and talk about and talk about. And, you know, I don't know. I was going to use legalized gambling, but I guess we're getting there a little bit with legalized gambling. But it used to be just we would debate it and we would talk about it and it made sense, but we would never really get around to it. Yeah. Um, and, and finally, we've taken some steps in that way. But this seems like a thing that comes up every time there's a CBA and there's a big conversation about it. But there's no way that you can work out the details. And I keep coming back to the 16-game season just works so well for fans that those are long days if you're a football fan. Right. Driving to the stadium, paying a lot of money, getting in the stadium, doing the tailgating, all those things. I'm not sure people want to do it more than they already do it now. I'm sure there are some people, but I think fans like the football season exactly the way it is. I mean, I'm not a... uh... I'm not much of a game experience guy when it comes to the NFL. I'm I'm I much prefer the game on TV. So I would take two more Sundays of my couch and my television and snacks and Bloody Marys <laughs> and fantasy football. I'd take that, but I also realize I it's probably asking too much of these guys. If we knew everything we know about football now, when they expanded the game or expanded the season from 14 to 16, I'm not sure that the, the union would have even allowed that. Yeah, We'd probably be playing 14 games if the union and, and medical professionals knew, knew back then what they know now about the sport of football and the effects it has on the human body. Actually, I've got it. I've got the comparison. NFL and London. It's a thing that you just can't make sense, but always comes up all the time. Oh, there's going to be an NFL team in London someday. No, I really don't think that there is. Right. Uh, we'll take a quick break. You're listening to Purple Daily here on Score North. And when we come back, I want to discuss a little about the Minnesota Twins with you, Rami, because the Twins But this are, is a football show. It is. What? But there's a football comparison that I want to make with you okay. to the Minnesota Twins. Like when it. we return, here you're listening to Purple Daily. Well, before we get back to Purple Daily, let's take a quick look at some of the traffic issues around the greater metro area. There is a crash on 35W northbound just past Arden Hills. I, I suppose it's County Road I. We have a crash on US 52 southbound just south of St. Paul. Uh, we have 694. We got some debris on the highway there as you're heading east out of Little Canada. So make sure you keep your eyes on the road and look out for that. And as I said last time, there's a crash on I-94 westbound and I-94 eastbound. So, get ready to sit. Matthew? All right, one last segment of the day of Purple Daily. And then coming up next with Rami Maklov, who is here with me in studio. It'll be Mackie and Judd with Rami from 4 to 6. All right, so the Minnesota Twins are real good at baseball, Rami. It appears that way. We thought this year that the Minnesota Twins would be decent, Mm -hmm. had a chance to win the division Mm -hmm. based on the rest of the bad teams, but I don't think any of us were talking about best team in baseball. No. Going crazy at the trade deadline, World Series, like all the conversations we're having now. Mackie and I were the most optimistic when it comes to the Twins, and even we didn't see this happening. Exactly. Right. So I want to know which team that's going to be 
this year? Which teams in the NFL have the earmarks of a team that can overachieve or surprise us? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say overachieve because I think the Twins can keep being this good now that we've seen it. But a team that we say right now, eh, I don't know, I guess we'll see that we could be talking about 12 and 4, 13 and 3. Super Bowl contender by the end of the regular season. And I'll give you two examples from the last two years. The Los Angeles Rams coming off Jeff Fisher. When Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle, signed there, we went, what is this guy doing? Right. Why is he signing with Los Angeles? They're bad, and they just hired a, a eight-year-old as their coach. What are they thinking? <laughs> and then, of course, they have the number one offense in the league that year. And then last season... Some of us probably saw it coming because it had the similar earmarks, but the Chicago Bears, they are coming off John Fox, brutal, mm-hmm. and they stack up in free agency. Still, we would have all gone, eh, maybe they're 8-8, eight and eight, maybe they make progress, and then they're a 43-yard field goal away from potentially maybe even going to the Super Bowl. When they got Khalil Mack, I remember thinking, okay, this probably means meaningful football till pretty close to the end of the season, yep. and if... Everything goes right, a playoff spot. And instead, they win in the playoffs as a team that some people were picking for the Super Bowl. Right. So my question to you is, which team is that this year that maybe we're tempering expectations? Oh, they could be okay. We'll see. Maybe they compete for a playoff spot, but it's actually going to be great. I don't know if people are high enough on the 49ers. That was one that came to mind immediately for me. Because that's that's a pretty good defense. I'm a big believer in Kyle Shanahan as a coach and his offensive philosophies. They get Jimmy G back this year, and that's a team that once they if it felt like once they overcame the shock of losing Jimmy Garoppolo right after getting him, they were competitive week in and week out. And it's a roster full of young talent, so you would think that there's plenty of improvement and development from within and you get your franchise quarterback back and they had a pretty productive offseason they got what looks like a difference maker with the number two pick in the draft i think the 49ers who a lot of people thought would be one of those surprise teams last year Mm -hmm. and then just completely fell off the radar it seems and i think could uh, sneak up and surprise some people this year they do check a lot of boxes the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo was injured early last year and they played the rest of the year, I think, was it? I don't remember who was before Nick Mullins, but Nick Mullins ended up averaging over eight yards a pass, mm-hmm. which is mind blowing. Is Nick Mullins? I've never even heard of this guy. And if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, then they have a much better chance at doing what you're saying. And they have built up a bunch of uh, talent around Garoppolo, especially on the defensive side. The big question there is, do you believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a really good quarterback? I was one who overreacted, I think, to his five games where he was really good at the end of the 2017 season. So I went into last year. I remember we looked back at our rankings before the 2018 season, and I had him as like the 12th best quarterback in the NFL because of the final five games and the Shanahan system. Now I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know why I believe in him? Because Bill Belichick believes in him. He did not want to trade that guy. That was something that was kind of forced upon him, if you believe what came out of New England and and the power struggle between the Brady camp and the Belichick camp and Robert Kraft finally saying, yeah, let's trade Jimmy Garoppolo and ease all this tension. Because Bill Belichick thought he had his successor to Tom Brady. If Bill Belichick believes that, and who knows if it works out in San Francisco the way that Bill Belichick envisioned it, and probably would have played out in New England because he's a genius. But if Bill Belichick believes in you, that's that's a that's it's a pretty strong endorsement in my book. I think that's fair. It's it's just 
They ultimately traded him away, and he's shown flashes, and he's been in sometimes. But there's just such a small sample on a guy who it feels like has been around for a while now, playing for New England and then to San Francisco, and we haven't seen him play a 16-game season in the NFL to have a really good feel. But I think that that's what makes them a good candidate here, is if it clicks and he plays the entire season, then maybe they've got a shot, except for the AFC West, I think, will be tough. With Rams, Seattle's still going to be good. Arizona, even if Cliff Kingsbury isn't a great coach, you have only up to go there. The... uh, I, with Oakland is such a weird kind of case. So Oakland I, I is a wanna, team I considered. I, I don't want to say Oakland because they have an established quarterback. We know what he is. They've stacked up with some free agents, a pretty good draft. I'm not sure that they fit that same kind of, it would really stun you mm-hmm. because they got Antonio Brown. So you wouldn't be really shocked if right. they turned out to be pretty good. But the, there are a couple teams that are kind of going on the radar. Cincinnati is one for me where Cincinnati got off to a really good start last year and then they faded a little bit, but Andy Dalton got hurt. And by the end of the year, they're playing Jeff Driscoll. And it was the end of the Marvin Lewis era. They kind of just you know, whittled away a little bit at the end of that. But when I go up and down their roster, I look at it and say, they could be pretty darn good. I mean, team. A.J. Green is a beast. He's an absolute beast. I've never been a big believer in Andy Dalton. And I know it's a new coaching staff there now, but for whatever reason... And you just laid out how last season played out. For whatever reason, it seems like the Bengals can't put together a good 17-week season. Like, the, there's always a chunk, and it's it usually happens at at the end, and they have some sort of collapse after a strong start. But for whatever reason, that group of guys can't put together a good 17-week stretch of, of football. And nobody really does, but I just mean that they seem to run into real problems and fall apart, whether it's injuries or drama or whatever the case might be. And I just feel like that there's too much to overcome there for, for them to do it in one offseason. I'm, to exercise all that bad juju and, bad juju. <laughs> and, and do whatever roster reconstruction needed to happen for them to figure it out in one offseason. Yeah, I think that that's fair, especially not to trust Andy Dalton because of his history. But if you look at some of those years in between, he was pretty good when they had the right stuff around them. I mean, and I think he's a solid quarterback. I just don't, I'm not a strong believer I think, in Andy Dalton. I think he's like Kirk Cousins' light. I'll give you that. Very, that's a fair, very that's, similar. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, when I went through the Pro Football Focus quarterback uh, annual that they put out, there are many similarities between Andy Dalton and Kirk Cousins. He's got Joe Mixon, who sort of quietly became one of the better running backs in the NFL last year, as he was thought to be when he came out, that dropping in the draft had to do with other uh, not pleasant things. He averaged like five yards a carry. Eight rushing touchdowns. He was catching the ball in the backfield. Tyler Boyd has become a very good player. And why I think they've got a chance to surprise some people is because they stacked up their offensive line a little bit more. That they have Cordy Glenn, who they traded for last year, and then uh, drafted Jonah Williams, who was thought of as being the guy who could most easily step right in. They would be my AFC candidate. Do you have an AFC candidate? AFC? I'm with you on San Francisco. I think we agree there. But, but you don't love Cincinnati for this. I kind of like the Broncos. We talked about this when we were doing the uh, the breakdown of the Vikings schedule. And the Vikings run into the Broncos a little later, a little deeper in the schedule. I think it's week 11 or week 12. And I said, I think that's a bad time to run into that football team. Because I happen to think they're going to bench Joe Flacco for the rookie probably around week four or week five. 
Could see it. That defense see it. that defense is still a pretty good defense and a formidable force on that side of the ball. And so if the offense just gets a little bit better, and I think that's going to be one of those football teams. I think you saw this with the Bears last year. You saw this with the Seahawks last year that seem to get better as the season goes on, as their quarterback sort of starts to figure it out and other things around him start to gel. I think the Broncos could be a team that surprises some people in the AFC, the problem is, I also think that the Raiders could surprise some people in the AFC, and the Chiefs are obviously going to be very good in that division. The Chargers are very good in that division. So the question is, how many wins are there to be had mm-hmm. for a team like the Raiders or the Broncos, who I think are headed in the right direction, but have four really tough games on their schedule between between the Chargers and the Chiefs? And the Flacco thing, I entirely agree with you yeah. on the Flacco thing, where I wouldn't be shocked at all if he just completely flames out in Denver and Drew Locke has got the job. And at that point, it's really, really hard for a rookie to step in. They have improved their weapons around the quarterback from even what they had last year. Right. Def- definitely improved the coach. Vic Fangio, I think, will do a better job with their defense. It's just... That division, it's really hard. Other candidates for this, there aren't that many. I mean, Tennessee, Jacksonville. I did say Adam Gase. What might be my the Jet? My well, guy to surprise. See, that's the thing is that the Jets match all of the boxes that get checked. Of like, you drafted a rookie quarterback two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was disastrous. You had a bad situation, and then you stack up around that quarterback. You get a new coach in there who's really smart, and then you take off. I'm just not buying. I'm just not buying that Adam Gase... Is it the crazy eyes? It's a little bit of the crazy eyes, but also the coup to get his general manager fired, and it already seems like it's a truck fire to begin with. But sometimes we overstate that stuff, Mm -hmm. that we think that things like that are going to be indicative of what happens on the field. I've also just not been a Sam Darnold believer, and this is why Buffalo wouldn't be on my list either. Just not a Josh Allen believer. I think that... Anytime you have five quarterbacks who are supposed to be the best, like these great prospects, can't wait to get one. Probably one or two end up becoming really good. Yeah, I was going to really say good. max two. Yep, and I don't... Darnold's hard for me. He makes some great throws. Allen, I just think being that inaccurate is really tough to succeed. Out of those two, I like Darnold. I like Darnold as well. Yep. He was younger and is much more accurate. Makes a lot of big-time tight window throws. It's just... What are the odds that all of them turn out to be pretty good? It's pretty low, so again, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a believer in Adam Gase. I am. Like, I was before Miami. I feel like that was just a bad situation that he was in. Not to say that he probably didn't add to some of that and what probably didn't lead to some of his own demise, but Miami's been in a rough place since Don Shula left. He's not the first coach to go there and not succeed. I think he's a bright offensive mind, and if, if Sam Darnold is can be molded into the real thing. I have faith that Adam Gase can do it. And he and getting stuck with Ryan Tannehill and Jay Cutler right. is not super easy, but I also was not impressed at all by the way that he lost the team at the end of the year when they came up to play the Vikings. I mean, they that was from watching the film back and listening to Mike Zimmer talk, the worst schemed game that any team has had against the Vikings in a long time. At least since I've been covering the team. That Miami <laughs> Game was the most like Mike Zimmer was almost laughing in the po- in the press conferences and brought it up on several different occasions of like well you know they forgot to scheme for bar so he got a bunch of sacks it's like what and 
Well, you know, their defense wasn't disciplined at all, so they were looking in the completely wrong places, and we just like ran right by them. Several times he brought that up, and when I watched it back on tape, I was like, man, that's brutal. It's like he was playing Battleship with mirrors everywhere. It, it was amazing. <laughs> it was really, truly amazing how poorly coached that game was, and that made me not so much of a believer. Um, real quick before we wrap up, Rami, there is a conversation in Buffalo, my mm-hmm. old hometown, about... A new stadium, and Roger Goodell has made it very clear that yes. he wants a new stadium there in Buffalo. With public a, money, as always, what a retractable roof, uh, right? Yes, he wants to put a he roof on. You, okay, I'm sure good. you're very proud of, of him for that. They yes. do not need a roof in Buffalo. In by Buffalo, the way. of all places, no, it's they not, definitely need a roof. It's not in as Buffalo. bad as you think. It really isn't. There are like mm. two to three games a year that might be affected by weather, and usually aren't. I've been to Canada plenty. Buffalo is very Canada-like. Unless you want to remove the wind from it. It does not need to have a roof. Although, Yeah, I want to remove the wind from it for Bills fans. If they built a U.S. Bank Stadium style. See, it just gets so much colder here than it does there. Um, My only question for you before we wrap up Mm -hmm. is just, you think they're going to move that team? The Bills? (laughs) It seems to have a lot of heritage for, for that that size and that kind of market, they seem to have a large following and heritage. It's I was really th- not about that though. It's about I know whether they're willing to pay for the stadium. I would think it's a last, very, very last resort that they'll put as a chip on the table if they need to. Yeah, I think they'll find a way, but I also know that their owners are billionaires and probably don't want to pay for a stadium and know that they could earn a lot more money in other cities. But we will see. All right, coming up next, Mackie and Judd with Rami. Let me. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.